Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host flying solo tonight, Jamar Nelson, and it's uh, December 30th, Christmas, uh, excuse me, New Year's Eve Eve, I guess is what we'd say. The day before New Year, the day before the crazies <laughs> frolic. The day before the crazies the frolic, right, yes, yes. So, again... Happy New Year and Merry Christmas because we were off last week, and so I hope everyone had a wonderful uh, Christmas, and I hope that it was filled with love and uh, family and things of that nature, and I hope most of your kids got most of what they were And you brought for. that cold weather back from Texas, I see. <laughs> no kidding. And here I was last week complaining about it being chilly down there because, you know, it was in the 30s at night and things of that nature. And here I am complaining every day, wearing a coat, and then I come back to this. 30 below. 30 below, <laughs> exactly. I leave 30 to 30 below. Now, there was a, there was a, a one day, it was really nice, it was 78, something like that. People, there, I, we, went, we went to the, uh, the Waffle House. And my cousin and I were sitting down waiting for uh, uh, people to, uh, waiting to be seated. And then there was this couple, and they were sitting in front of us, it was a mom and dad and two kids, and they had on shorts. And I whispered to my cousin, I said, they're not from here. No. <laughs> She's like, how do you know? I'm like, no, they're not from here. I'm like, it's 78 degrees, and they have on shorts. She's like, eh, they're from here. They're just taking advantage of it. So I get up, tap the guy on the shoulder, and say, excuse me, sir. Um, you're not from here, are you? And he started laughing. He's like, how can you tell? I'm like, well, your shorts and your hairy legs were a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, well, where do you live? He's like, Minnesota. Yeah. And so he and I both started laughing. I'm like, well, so do I. I'm like, I, I live in Minnesota, too. I was like, where are you from? He's like, uh, he's Burnsville. I was like, exactly. I told my cousin that only a person that lives in a northern state would take advantage of it today being 78. I so. think I'd be wearing shorts was 30 right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when we get, what is it, uh, on Monday or Tuesday, when we get that two or three degrees, that's going to be like 34 for real. So I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, and I hope you are going to have a Happy New Year. Man, it's been a long year on Black Republican, Black Democrat. Uh, and I want to thank each and every one of you guys, new listeners, old listeners, for joining in and staying and hanging in there with us. Um, and uh, we, this, we've been under new construction a lot. And I, I absolutely want to thank every, each and every person that has uh, put up with me. And today being no different. Um, I asked um, our former colleague, uh, uh, former co-host, uh, Don Allen, on today because... Uh, I'm not sure if the, most of you guys have been uh, in tune into the news and to seeing that this new uh, teachers board that has been assembled um, by the governor uh, or the governor's associates. And the thing about it is the people that are, have been assembled, they are, some of them, are of brown skin. I, got, I think that was to appease some of us. The problem is they're of brown skin but not of black tonation. They're not black. None of them are full black Americans. And I think that who better to speak on this new teacher board than somebody that's going through hell himself being trying to be hired at black teacher here in the Twin Cities, other than our former co-host, Don Allen. What's up, my man? How are you today? Hey, Jamar Nelson, Stanley in the booth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> See, hey, uh, the, uh, thanks, the, 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 for... Um... Let me come on on the last show of the year. You know, I enjoyed my time there. And as I explained that, you know, my academic stuff was going crazy. I did get hired last year, two years ago, as a full-time teacher. But this board, this old board stuff, uh, Jamar, it's crazy. How so, Don? I mean, you guys in that studio right now have a talent that you can teach our kids in the urban schools. Uh, Stan can teach you about camping, hunting, and fishing. Jamar, radio, 
uh, television, all this stuff that you do professionally that would be a skill set for these kids to learn and they would be excited about, you guys can get licensed as community experts. I mean, you should be able to come in and do that. And the way it's set up now is just really strange. But if I can, Jamar, I just like to get on point. It's yeah, the... Let me let me let, let, let's go, go through this kind of slow down. Take your time too. Uh, number one, you and I, because I you made me evolve when you were the co-host here. You made me evolve to the fact of the of the teacher board and them giving licenses to people that, like myself and Stan, right? And you were all for yeah. that. And I wasn't for that at first, and so you had to pound it in my head why that was a a a a advantage to people like myself and to the the kids in the neighborhood especially urban kids so yeah. why don't we start slow with there and 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 then work our way into this new so-called teacher board okay okay i can do that there are, are several different ways that you can become a teacher in minnesota okay um the one way they prefer is that you go through a master's program or undergrad program majoring in education or like I did, I went through two master's programs, a master in education and a master's in teaching, and completed both of them. Word. And so they also want you to take seven tests. Okay. Seven tests? The tests really, I was shocked, Jamar, because I thought I had taken all the tests, and then Hamlin University called me a week before Christmas break and said, hey, you need to take these two other ones, or three other ones. I said, why? I'm already teaching. Well, the state wants you to take them, blah, blah, blah. So I said, no problem. You know, a couple hundred dollars later, register, go take the test, pass them, done. But the interesting thing on these tests, they're not asking about your skill sets as a teacher in a classroom. They're asking about your culturally cultural sensitivity. What do you do when you have different kids in your classroom? You know, rather than teaching them, or being a teacher, being an educator, you know, doing the things you need to do, reading, writing, math, science, all these things that the students need to, to know in high school, from middle school to high school, to graduate and prepare them for that college career or that trade school career. So I was a little set back by these tests. I mean, 50 questions apiece, mm-hmm. it was crazy. So I just went ahead and did it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a drag because I had been teaching for more than four years. Right. And Hamlin made me do student teaching. Okay. Unbeknownst to the president. Is that is that a uh, a requisite of becoming a teacher though, Don? Yeah, you're okay. supposed to do twelve weeks of student teaching. Okay. But they were going to penalize me and make me do fifteen, and then I argued mm-hmm. and said, "No, I twelve weeks is fine." Right. And the funny thing is, and this is how we work. You know, we're talking about about race, about black folks. I had a lady who was. Um, my supervisor. Mm-hmm. She's a professional black woman, you know. And uh, at the time, I had called the local television station about the issues I was having. They came out and did a full report, Word. and she happened to be there. Mm-hmm. Well, she walked out and quit on me, being my supervisor, and said something to the effect that I was a full tilt diva. So uh, she wasn't down with that. <laughs> and so, and so, because you know, I, I blow things up a little bit. You know, pour gasoline on. Not it, you, Don. Not you. No, not me. Mm-mm. And so one of my favorite professors at Hamlin ended up coming out and observing me. He goes, and he was scratching his head. He goes, you have this under control. He goes, I don't understand why they made you do this. But he was cool about it. He wrote nothing but positive things about me. Right. Now, in the meantime, I'm just telling you, so give me some backdrop here real quick. In the meantime, I'm over at St. Thomas at the same time working on the uh, 
EDD, which is a doctor's education course. So I'm busy as heck going crazy. And so just that process to be licensed in the state of Minnesota is scrambled. Now, Senator Eric Pratt, God bless his soul, he got rid of this old teaching board and is bringing this new one on. Right. Okay. Now, I applied to be on the new one. I have an educational background, the experience, everything they wanted I had, you know, except I wasn't, well, I was from America, in Minnesota. There it is. Okay. And I was black. So let me ask you a question, Don. Would you say Minnesota makes it harder or makes it hard for uh, blacks to become teachers in the state here? Well, they make it hard for everybody. Okay. But, you know, uh, Jamar, what I did on the last test, I didn't pass one earlier in 2013 that I just passed recently. Okay. But on these last battery, it asks you what color you are. It absolutely asks us what color you are. Yeah, yeah, what race, Okay. basically. So okay. I put did not want to answer. Right. And I'll be darned, I passed them tests. <laughs> you didn't reveal what color you were. Yeah, right. and I'm just saying this probably might be a conspiracy, but it makes it, they make it hard because of the, the setup. Now, since you're the Democrat and I'm the Republican right now, <gasps> i got to talk about your people. <laughs> you got two minutes. Your Democrat, <laughs> you know, your governor. Uh-huh. Your governor. Because y'all say Trump's not your president. Trump is my president. I voted for him. He Amen. is. He is. 2020 Trump. Oh, yeah, right. So your governor said that he would be fair. Governor Mark Dayton said he would make sure that things were played out on a fair playing field where there was diversity, equality, and all that other good stuff. He promised that. Okay. You're talking about for the specific board? For everything. Okay. Minnesota. Okay. Okay. The State Department, MnDOT, you know, who's been out of compliance for I don't know how many years. I don't want to dig up old because we could talk about that for two hours. But anyway, word, word. so when we look at this, do you mind if I bring in the new board now? No, please. That yeah. Okay. When you look at this new board, you have these people, you know, might be Hispanic or identify as Hispanic. One brother that is East African, okay, he's not from born in Minnesota, United mm-hmm. States, period. And that's it. There are no black American-born Minnesotans. And to my friends on the right who say that I'm whining <laughs> or that this is wrong, if you can't see something wrong with this, then you have a problem, not right. me. No, Don, that's why I had you on, bro. When you, you brought it to me, I, I hadn't heard it, seen it on the news or anything. You know, I know I'm just coming back from my town. But when you posted it on your Facebook page, I think I, I became totally alerted to it because you, what you're saying is true. I mean, and I'm disappointed in Governor Dayton for uh, putting together a board, putting brown faces on the board, thinking that would suffice for having black Americans on the board. And yeah. simply because he thinks that we're Democrats or I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he's trying to appease everyone. And and I, and I get that. But then, like you're saying, why not reach out to qualified uh, uh, teachers like yourself? Let's, Don, Don, let's wrap this up on the other side of the break. When we get through, this is a uh, black Republican, black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back to black Republican, black Democrat. Listen to the smooth sounds of Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your host, Jamar Nelson. Welcome back. 
Call us 651-989-5855. That call-in number, 651-989-5855. Well, welcome back, though. Seriously, we're talking to our man, our former co-host, Don Allen, who we're sitting here discussing uh, Minnesota's new, uh, quote, uh, school board um, assembled by – do we know exactly, Don, who assembled the board? Well, here's, here's what the process was. It came out earlier this summer. The process was you send all your information in to Governor Dayton's special projects person. Right. And then she went down. She's the one who picks all these people for whatever thing that – like the MLK event in the January for Governor Mark Dayton's uh, uh, MLK event stuff and all this, all these things. And the Secretary, Secretary of State – sends out a notice ahead of her saying, hey, these board things are open. Open, You know, if you think you'd want to serve on one of these boards being appointed by Mark Dayton, uh, you know, fill out the application, do this and do that. You know, there's going to be a background check. There's going to be this and that. You know, come on. And uh, when I saw that, I said, yeah, I want to be on this because I've been out at the Board of Teaching on a regular basis, uh, a guy named Lenny Chisholm and I meeting with the executive, the interim executive director out there talking about some of these challenges, how some of these, you know, these licensing thing is not going good right. for a lot of people. And it's really funny because Governor Dayton, your people, said <laughs> that he hired, you know, James Burrow to be the inclusion officer. Except on this matter of teaching and black bodies being marginalized by the term African-American, uh, and they think African-American means getting somebody from Africa or African, you know, from overseas and not Minnesota-based. Right. This this guy, inclusion officer, does not return telephone calls. He does not return emails. Neither does the human rights director, Kevin Lindsay. I talked to Kevin Lindsay face-to-face. I said, Commissioner Lindsay, there's a problem here, and I'd like to talk to you about this. I don't want to whine. I want to talk vision. Correct. Reset. Okay, shoot me an email. I haven't heard from him. That's way before Christmas. Wow. And James Burrow, I sent him an email. He's the governor's inclusion officer. Uh-huh. He's supposed to make sure that people are included. Right. And he's not doing what he should be doing in this matter. So they were able to slip by. And, you know, you, I don't even know if I can really blame Governor Dayton because who knows who's making those decisions. Right. You know, in his office on behalf of our children. Now we have a board of teachers licensing. It's called Professional Educators Licensing Board, which is effective January 1 with no native black American Minnesotans, male or female, period. How long is this board supposed to be assembled? How long? Uh, how it's going to be there forever. It switches over every couple of years. There's new board members that come on. and But they were so inconsiderate of the black body that they said, hey, this first time, we don't need them. And it's our children, Jamar, who are doing worse in the public school system. No doubt. Maybe we might have some ideas for how teachers should teach, because I've seen a lot of teachers out here, man. Word. It's scary. Yeah, no, I know. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. We need people like you, black teachers, that give a damn, that care, and are out advocating for our kids, as you say, and then advocating for getting uh, more teachers of, of ethnicity in in schools. I, I don't think that we have to, that you or I both are saying that our only our kids can only learn from looking at a black face, from being taught by black faces. That's not what we're saying. What no, we're saying is to give the opportunities to these teachers that are qualified, and they're not getting it. And I think that that's a problem. And so I, I think shame, again, shame on uh, Governor Dayton, whoever assembled this board, for not looking at people like yourself, and I'm sure other people that were uh, qualified, that they passed over for whatever reason. I think that Governor Dayton, um, 
has to stop trying to appease people and, and, and do the right thing. And sometimes you got to tick people off. And uh, Don, where are we at? Well, might as well just stay on. Uh, let's take a phone call from Lenny. Man, I don't know what to say, man. 98% of all the teachers are white women. You got a few speckled in there of white men. And our achievement gap is just ridiculous when you look at it uh, for black uh, and brown children. Right. And uh, regardless of what we try to do, it appears that we can't get black parents to be outraged enough to, to, to address this issue. Malcolm said it the best. You can't keep having the enemy change, teach your children. Right. Well, what are we going to do about that? That's, yeah, that's, that's a problem. And I think that, uh, I, I, I think Lenny and I apologize, bro. Please call back. I hung up on you. I'm, I, I was out I'm last here. week, so I'm getting, I'm getting a little topsy turvy here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Lenny call back. Uh, I think that that's a real problem that Don, as Lenny said, is not being addressed. What do no. we do? What do we do? Not- do we, how long do we continue just to talk about, talk about putting something in action and ne- not seeing the action uh, come to fruition? How long? Well, see, there, there is a plan. There is a plan that Dr. Brian Cole, Lenny Chisholm, myself, and a couple more educators have sat down and talked about uh, via telephone, uh, email, about fixing this. Because, number one, we don't want people who aren't qualified teaching our kids. I'm not saying that the teachers now are not qualified. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that there has to be a process where someone that has an undergraduate degree, two master's degree, and it's all focused on education, and they have a job teaching, you know, that's a slam dunk for a license. You would think. Advocate you would yourself. think. Yeah, you'd advocate for yourself to the point where the school district says, hey, you get a good teacher in this school. Right. You know, and it's not happening. It's, it's a bureaucratic system. It's locked in with the uh, colleges because they have some different uh, requirements and new statutes that, Say that you're in college, you're getting your master's degree, and the first year, a school hires you to teach. Well, you can't even file your portfolio because they ban that. Say if you want to just get licensed by your experience. I also did the portfolio process three or four months ago. Okay. paid 500 bucks and said, I'm ready. This is all my evidence. They, they neglected to tell me, the commissioner of education neglected to tell me that they hadn't done one in five years. So the person that reviewed mine, a retired St. Paul teacher, was five years out of the loop of the new policies. So I got an email from them saying, well, it doesn't look like you're qualified, and we can't find that you even went to college. So you think what? that – so, so uh, uh, let's be honest. Let's be real, Don. Uh, you help invent Creepy Real Radio here. Uh, do you think that there's a conspiracy – um, or what do you seriously see is happening with with uh, qualified candidates of color that are applying for these jobs for teaching? In in Minnesota, it's very easy for you easy for you to be marginalized, dismissed, set aside. Because just think, okay, Jamar, just think. If I was the guy on the board and I was the only black guy, and we had a little meeting with all the staff, and I says, well, what are we going to do to address? Teachers in urban schools where the teach where the, the 98% of the, the the black boys and girls are failing, if that came out of my mouth, they would look at me sideways with stink eye. Okay, now they're safe. That's so, not going to come. That question will not come out of anybody, as far as qualified teachers. Is there mu- 
Is there right. monies that are allocated uh, for this for this uh, very thing? Uh, is there nothing that the? I mean, because I was told I was told there was seven hundred and fifteen thousand dollars to work on a new pathway to teachers licensing and an alternative for 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 teachers of color. I mean, for candidates of color, for though. Okay, okay. For everybody, and I told them, I was told there was seven hundred fifteen thousand dollars at the state. I was told to come up with some ideas, which I did. I actually present to the new board on January 12th at 9 a.m. Okay. That's when the meeting starts. I'm not sure where I am on the agenda. And Lenny and Dr. Cole also will be will be there too presenting. Lenny Chisholm, right? Yes. Okay. Lenny Chisholm and uh, Dr. Brian Cole would be, be there with me. Okay. So the thing is, and so we'll be there uh, presenting. And and letting them, you know, letting them know that there are other ways to get black men and women K through 12 to be teachers in the in the public schools. Because right now, it's like I tell you, it's not a great situation, and uh, it needs to be and, it needs to be reset. In the last few minutes we got here, Don. Can you tell us what do you advise uh, uh, people of color that are uh, qualified or newly getting out of graduate, newly graduate? Uh, what do you, how do you advise them to go about trying to apply for a teacher's license here in Minnesota? Uh, first of all, uh, they should show up if they can. If they're not working, I advise all Black parents, Native American parents, uh, Asian parents. There's no Asians on the board either. To uh, come out to the board of teaching meeting on. January 12th at 9 a.m. at the Minnesota Department of Education office. They'll point you to it. If you, if you don't know, if you're lost, they'll point you right to it and start there. Uh, friend me on Facebook. Let's have some conversations. We can have some meetups or something because there are a lot of people, a lot of qualified black, Native American, Asian, educated, graduating from college, University of Minnesota, Hamlin, St. Thomas, that are going back into corporate America because they look at this. They go, why should I take seven tests? when I had a 4.0 all through graduate school. Word, word. Well, Don, like I, again, this is Don Don Allen, um, a qualified teacher, man, and, and former co-host of uh, a Black Republican, Black Democrat. And you also have your own show, which is uh, the Ron and Don show that's on Wednesday nights on uh, what station? Blog Talk Radio. And, Don, let me say, man, you've been a, a – listen, you're still, you're still my dude, and I appreciate you uh, helping along this whole year that you uh, uh, um, helped this show. And wish wish you continued success. And I know that you'll be an advocate for our students and for people of color to get these licenses. So I really appreciate you coming on tonight, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. You, Stan, and the rest of the crew up there. Uh, happy New Year, belated happy, Merry Christmas. And I was in the Bahamas during Christmas, so yeah, I'm feeling you I'm on this whole quite, I was quite jealous. I seen your pictures. Yeah, quite yeah, pictures. it was it was, yeah. it was a bomb. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Black people yeah. run everything now. This is where you get right, hung uh, up. This is where you get hung up on right now. Okay, yeah. Okay. Hey, Don, appreciate you, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say again, Happy New Year to you and yours. And I hope that again, I hope your New Year is filled with love and family and great memories. I hope 2018 is a great year for you, as I hope it is for me and my family and Black Republican, Black Democrat. I certainly appreciate you listening all this year and being dedicated listeners. And I hope that I've been some type of uh, hope to help to you, myself, Pat Wynn. Don Allen and Priya Sensodar, and of course, the greatest producer of all time, Stan. Thank you. Next week, back with Purple Black Democrat. I'm your host, Jamar Nelson. Bye.
Welcome to the Post Show Podcast, the last one in this year, 2017. I'm your host, Jamar Nelson. Our co-host, Patwin Lawrence, is in uh, Virginia, uh, no, I'm sorry, South Carolina. And I haven't checked on the weather since he's been gone, but I'm sure it's pretty darn nice. He hasn't even gotten in touch. The weather has to be nice because he hasn't even called me. So you know the weather's nice because when you don't call to complain about the weather, you know it's pretty nice there. So I want to thank you. As I was saying going off the air, guys, I, I really do want to thank each and every one. First of all, one of the co-hosts we've had. We've had three co-hosts. We started with Don Allen. That's uh, my original co-host, Cart- Partner in Crime, and who the name and the show originated from with him. I want to thank him um, on the journey that he had with us here at Black Republican. And then Priya Sansadar that came along and... Um, I mean, boosted the show. Um, she was great, too. I appreciate her and and her new job over there at the Minnesota G, uh, GOP as the uh, communications director. And now our co-host, Patwin Lawrence. And so Patwin has been a, a great inspiration. He's brought a lot of good ideals uh, and wisdom to the show, and I want to uh, thank Patwin, too. So more importantly, though, thanking you guys is what's important because you guys make Black Republican. I, I can come here for an hour and, 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 and be a blowhard like some of you accused me of doing, right? <laughs> Or, but without you guys listening and showing support, liking the pages, my my personal Facebook page, and the Black Republican Black uh, Democrat page, uh, your, without your support, um, there would be no show. And I'm sure our, our program manager takes notice of the attentive calls that you guys give, and then the attention you pay to the show. And uh, it's most appreciated. And I want to say that I can't I can't wait uh, uh, to 2018 to see uh, what the show has. In store for us. So keep calling, keep listening, keep liking the show. I appreciate that so much. You, we didn't get a chance because we're talking about Don. We're talking with Don Allen about this new uh, teacher board here that's been assembled him in, in Minnesota. But I did quickly want to talk about Don uh, Trump, Don Allen's uh, homeboy, and um, this new tax bill that he signed. Now, it's too bad we don't have Pat one here. Because I would love for Pat when he did it to argue with me because it's going to be kind of hard to argue with myself, Stan. Well, I might be able to argue with you a little okay. bit. Well, I think that the, the – the, You know, I was calling your names before you started this <laughs> I, recording here, so. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I, don't, I just I, – I think that uh, it's not as good of a uh, deal as Republicans would have people think. I mean, there are some bad things to it. I mean, especially when you talk, when you talk, uh, when you talk about – the medical expenses that people like myself and people that were sickly children used to could write those expenses off, now you can't. You're talking about the tax bill. Talking about the tax bill, right? And then, but the f- there's also, but he's also doubling the standard deduction. So, he, by, but only by a hundred, couple of hundred bucks, though, Stan. No, it's doubled. It's went from what sixty three to twelve thousand, I think, so for the standard deduction. I'll have now, to see it. You when you're talking, you know, maybe it isn't going to help somebody that's making big bucks, but you know, you're. You're starting people out of college or, you know, your first job or whatever. I mean, that's that's a big difference in in a lot of people's lives. Yeah, no, well, we'll see. Again, because my wife and I depend, we look forward to that earned income. And so with the earned income, and, and I'm sorry, that's what I was, that's what I uh, meant when I said they only doubled that by a couple of hundred bucks was the earned income for myself and my wife that filed our children and looked forward to getting a couple of thousand back, you know, per child. Well, now you're not. I mean, well, you are, but they've only given you like a couple of extra hundred bucks. But then you look at a guy like myself that isn't married and doesn't have children. I've never gotten that deduction. So 
I could whine too and say, hey, well, where's my deduction? But as a taxpayer, okay, again, you own a business. You 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 own the business. So again, I mean, why should you pay less taxes because you had children? That's not that's your choice to have children, not mine. Well, but I pay into I, I pay in because I have a, I've incurred because you're already getting a child tax deduction for dependency until next plus year. Plus, you're getting your deduction for yourself. Where I just get one for myself, I don't get any extra deductions. But again, if if me, but me and my wife combined because of the amount that they that the government thinks that we make too much, we don't apply for all those government. I mean, for all of those deductions, so we may end up. So all we look forward to is the earned income because we don't because we make so much or because we've worked overtime busting our butts. Then you now are a different criteria. Well, we don't get those deductions anymore. So what we really look forward to is the earned income. That's all my wife and I look forward to is the earned income. And now that's only doubled by, not even double. That's only been added by a couple of extra hundred bucks. I can work overtime for that. I can work overtime well, for that. Well, that's that's the way the tax brackets were. I can recall back when I first started in this business, and you know I got this big raise, and I was all super pumped up. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this money? <laughs> well, I went from I think at the time it was the 10 percent bracket to the 15 percent bracket. So by the time, even though I was making you know a few extra thousand dollars a year. I went over that threshold for mm-hmm. up to the next bracket, and I actually made less money because I got taxed twice as much, basically. It government, I, listen, I, I think that to, if we're going to simplify the tax code, I'm, I'm all for that. I think because I can't find my own taxes because it's too hard. And I think that there should be a simpleton like myself should be able just to sit down, sign my name, put a couple of numbers in a box, and be done. I'm all for that. But I don't look, let's not uh, snow people and tell people that this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Let's be real and say, look, there's some good things about it for you people, and there's some bad things. And I don't like that any politician snows about that. Let's, if this is now, if we're in a new era of politics where we're going to be real, then let's be real. Let's just say, look, there's some good things about it for you guys. There's some bad things. Let's just say that business, we've, we've made, we've propped up businesses, hopefully, so they can trickle down and get past some of the monies to you. But the problem with that is, Stan, when, um, when Trump's treasurer went and met with uh, big CEOs, they said that they weren't going to give these, these, these monies back. They were going to share it with their shareholders and people like that. Now, true, some of these other the Wells Fargo and AT&T gave a lot of companies giving bonuses, $1,000 bonuses. But there's a company that I don't work for. I, I, my mother-in-law works for one of them. But, I mean, lucky her. Lucky her. When is it gonna? When am I gonna start seeing more money? Because he said now nah, this is a big raise. He said this is a big raise. This is what he's calling it, a raise. So I can't wait to see now how but much money's gonna But let's just let's just say let's just for example, you're making fifty thousand and you don't have all those write-offs. Like say you're a single guy like myself. Right. Okay. So you have your standard deduction of six thousand. So you're taxed on forty-four thousand. Well, now you get a twelve thousand dollar deduction. Now you're only taxed on thirty-eight thousand. So that's a lot more money in your pocket. Yeah, we'll see. Uncle Sam has a way of taking it. Uncle Sam has a way of taking it. I, I just don't believe it. I, I can't. The, to, for me, because I'll be the first to say, yes, this money did put it money. Because when the Bush stimulus first uh, was uh, was uh, offered, I said, no, it wasn't good. It's going to add money. It wasn't going to put money in our pockets. And it did. I was wrong. And it did. So I would be happy to say that, no, this guy, this worked. This did save us money. It added, added more money into our pockets. I, I really can't wait. Because I would be the first to say, because I don't care what party you belong. If you're doing good things for the country, dude, that's all. That's you, sh- you should get a reward. Yeah, sh- I agree. Yeah, that's but, all that you know, matters. That, you know, life isn't all uh, always fair, though, either, as, as you know, as a grown adult, and I do as well. And, you know, some people uh, take advantage of uh, certain yeah. people, and some people don't. 
Um, and you got to find those people that, that, you know, are going to treat you the way you want to be treated. But at the same time, you know, I, I think it's going to be a good thing too, because then let's say a guy like me has an extra 500 or a thousand bucks in his pocket because of that standard deduction increase. Well, I'm going to go out and buy a new fishing rod or, you know, buy new tires on my motorcycle or, you know, go on a cycle trip or go camping or, you know, put it back into the economy. So that's going to create jobs as well. And One hopes that that happens. We thought the same I mean, thing with the Bush, stimu- that- the Bush stimulus, and we end up finding out that most of the people kept the money in their pockets. So we hope that, yes, this does uh, stimulate the economy. But I think – if wasn't the economy a little bit uh, more rocky back well, then than it is now? I mean, now yeah. it's kind of starting to take that. It's thanks taking Ob- that Thank turn. you, Obama. Yeah. 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 yeah no. no. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks, Obama. But, yeah, no, it's, yeah. No, I mean, he, it is. Oh, you're talking about the record stock uh, market it, while Trump's been in office. Well, I it, saying, it did start under Obama, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it did start under Obama. So, no, I, listen, I, I'm rooting for good things happen to the country, not necessarily for Trump. But I'm rooting for good things after this country because I'm a proud American. So now, why why do you say that? Why do you say like when? And obviously, you know which way this radio station leans, and uh, I've been here for many years. What? And you know, nobody was saying, "Oh, you know, I I wish bad things for Obama." I Stan, I know that I mean, you, you still, you're a multitasker still, producer, you're, but you're, you haven't heard everything. You're, sti- you're still an American, and you want. I mean, whether it's a Democrat, a Republican, a monkey, a, a reindeer. You want the country to succeed. That's what I just said. Now, I want everything. I, when he starts acting with decorum as a president and not a guy that's still trying to run a corporation, that's, um, that's still the way – stand. Yeah, but the Democrats are ones that are running it like a corporation. But but tell me when you've seen Obama continue to attack Mitt Romney or McCain and people that he disliked. I've never seen any president do that. It's disgusting. Yeah, the name calling was a little childish. It, so I'll give you that. But he's continued to do it, though. He's. And but it, if the country is doing good, but the you country, know, in my is, opinion, but, that doesn't. But we're not. Matter as much. But we're. We, but, but we're not. We're so fit. We're so fixated on the fact that 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 um, Wall Street is doing well. They they did great on Obama. They're doing great. But what we have to realize is when Miller, when myself, and you, and people like us that are in lower brackets and poorer. When they start doing well, is how we can tell the country's doing well. That's how we can tell the country's doing well. And I well. think they are doing better. Well, we'll see. We will see. I mean, no doubt it's I mean, not under Obama. I don't know where Obama. you were in, like, 2010, but I know where I was, and I know I'm doing a hell of a lot better than I was then. You know, I mean, look, I, I honestly do think that under Obama, I, I, I started to do well. I think the country started to do well. I hope that it does continue under Trump, Slump, and any other person. Because, again, just being a proud American, I want the country to do well. I want the country to do well. I do. See, but, I just, but then at the same time you say, well, I, 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 want, I don't like the guy. I, I, I hope bad things for Trump no, and good things that. for the I country. Said, I just said I mean, that you can't, I don't like the guy. I want him to start uh, being, acting like a but president at the same and presiding time, you don't have them. to like him. A lot of people didn't like Obama either. True. But you know what? They didn't come out. I just I yeah, mentioned they, this on Sue's show did. earlier today. Just because you don't like the guy, he's still our president. And... We had to put up with Obama for eight years, so you're going to have to put up with Trump for four years. And I'm going to put up with him, but I'm going to do exactly how people did Obama. I'm going to criticize him at every point, okay? And That's but fair. I'm going to be I'm going to be different. I'm going to agree with him when he's right. I'm going to I'm going to be me because when he's right, when a, when a president is right, just be real and say, yeah, that's right. Or say, no, that's wrong. But because you can't do that now in politics, because your party ostracized you if you agree with the other side, that's stupid. So you're saying you don't agree with the tax thing. You don't think he's right on that. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know yet, Stan. I honestly don't know yet. I want to see how it helps. Um, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. So we'll see. We'll see next year, right? All right. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. So on that side of the break, too, you hear me moan some more. I, I, you know, is this the year reviewing moaning or something? Something like that. <laughs> I guess. We'll have more with Black Republican, Black Democrat, Post Show Podcast, uh, uh, Twin Cities News Talk, and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your host, Jamar Nelson, and my other co-host is making me jealous because he's in South Carolina sunbathing, and we're here freezing our buns off, Stan. I'm going to be warm in a few uh, minutes in the in the ice house. You going fishing? I am. Really? This mm-hmm. this night this late? Oh, that's when they bite, buddy. Really? Yep. What's what's going to be biting? It's like the ladies. You got to go out late at night if you want to get them. <laughs> Where are you going and what will be biting? Uh, the fish will be biting out in the lake. Oh, Lord. What type of fish? Hopefully some walleye. Really? That's what I'm going for. Honestly, this code And of... bottle bass. Bottle uh, bass? Yeah. What's a bottle bass? Uh, Miller High Life, McGolden Light, uh, you oh, know, stuff God. like that. Oh, gosh. Pabst Blue, Re- <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Maybe some OE85, Colt 45. It- now, what, this being, it being this cold, fish still bite. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, the temperature, like when there's fluctuations, those aren't the best times to fish. But, you know, if it's a long, steady cold spell or a long, steady warm spell, yeah. Really? What do you fish with? What type fish of Fishing pole? No, I mean, <laughs> of course. What type bait? of uh, bait do you use? Uh, my favorite uh, walleye jig of all time is called the rock and roll, believe it or not. The rock and roll. Yeah, just a big jig head with a nice hook on it. Put a fathead minnow on there. Bam. Does it move any? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got an underwater camera and everything. It's fun. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. You have to come out and check it out sometime. Yeah, well, yeah, once it gets above freezing, though. 80 degrees all the time in the house. Oh, yeah, you were telling me that. Yeah, Yeah, you... you got a heater and everything. It's insulated. It's... It's so like you an insulated in... garage, you know? Basically, think of it that way. You go in you know? and take your coat off and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. How do you I... heat it, Stan? Just a little uh, portable heater with some propane. So is your ice house... So let me get this right, because I, I just remember this from Grope Your Old Men. So the house is built... There's no bottom of the house. Am oh, I yeah. Wrong? There's a floor in it. There's a floor. Yep, and then you drill a hole, you know, a permanent hole in the middle floor. Of the, right. And then you drill a hole through that into the ice. Okay, so it is but like a But then you bake up the house with snow so the wind and the air can't come in underneath the floor. See? And that's like your insulation. And then you have your heater inside the house, and it gets nice and toasty. I mean, I've I've fished in many houses in, in shorts and a T-shirt. Are you serious? In slippers, yes. <laughs> I want to eat some of that bass that you catch, man. That's good eating. That's going to be some good eating. If you think bass is good, try some walleye. The wall, I know. Do you fillet pretty good, Stan? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, Stan, yeah. you, you got to bring some next week, man. All right. Well, if I seriously. catch any, I'll Please. Uh, maybe bring you some. Please. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I, I guess I sound like a broken record because I can't thank you enough for joining us at weekend and week out. Uh, you know, in your, whether you're in your car, coming from church, uh, whatever's been going on. Because we've had, a, we've had a hell of a year. We've had multiple different guests. We've had a wide variety of guests. They've been great. And I appreciate every single person that's came on. Um, and they brought a little something to this show, and I really, really appreciate that, man. Um, 
So again, we, I can't wait to see what um, happens in the nation because that's what keeps a, good, a show like this going and keeps the station going is what happens uh, in the news on a, on a daily basis, right? And so I guess I can't wait to see what happens uh, in 2018. See, that's the thing. You really should uh, be in love with Mr. Trump because, I mean, as far as radio goes, it's gold. Baby. Yeah, it's he, gold. Yes, yes, it is radio I mean, we gold. We thought Obama was going to be good for radio, but Trump is even better. I mean, the tweets he puts out, and you can disagree or agree with him, but, you know, I mean, you have to admit the, those tweets definitely are idiotic. Keep people going. They're idiotic, yes. And he does. And, and what I like, that's what, that's what I tell Pat when and everybody else. He knows what he's doing. This is oh, how people when sure. people say, "Oh, you're attacking Trump." It's like, no, people. He, this is what he does. He he is an executive producer. He knows what he's doing. He knows to keep how to keep the ratings up, mm-hmm. how to keep eyes on him. So Trump knows what he's doing, and a lot of time media bites. Well, they're supposed to. He's a he, he's a president. And they're going to follow, and so um, then he knows how to pounce on them and say fake news, fake news. Cause he gives you he he gives you a rock and roll. Is that the name of your mm-hmm. what's the name of your little yep, bait? Yep. He throws out that little rock and roller, and the, the media just bites. Reels them in, yeah. Reels them on in, and so people uh, either either you're against them or you're for them, and you know and that's kind of how he won the election, just because his name was always out there. And yep. you know, I'm not saying that's what one, of them, but I mean on the your side of the aisle, you know, they just kept talking about him and what a buffoon he was. Yeah, and, you got free you know, what a, You know, it was For a lot sure. of publicity. And, For sure. And the first thing they sh- taught me at radio school was any publicity is it's good publicity. publicity. That's right. So, you know, you never want to mention, you know, other radio stations or shows or competitors because even if you're ripping on them, you're getting their name out of there and you might say, well, geez, this Stan guy is, you know, ripping – Jamar's radio show, and yeah. maybe we should check out Jamar's radio That's show. Right, well, then exactly. they listen to Jamar's radio show, and <laughs> exactly. they say, hey, this is pretty good. <laughs> well, no, I just lost my listeners yep. because I was ripping on you. Yep. So yep. that's, you know. This is true, though, Stan. This is true. No, he's going to be a, a ball of fun, I think. I just say again, I remember when I used to like Donald Trump. I remember when I was a kid, and I used to watch WrestleMania. Yeah. And you know he used to host them, and but he was a, he's, a Trump has always been a cool dude. I don't know over the last ten years, seriously, who he's become, man. I think he's become this television star, and he's become in love and infatuated with the television star that he is, the persona that he's created. Because for real, I don't remember this dude. He's always been a person that says, if you if you go back and YouTube, most of the things he said as when he was a Democrat, he's always said what how he felt, and what he means, but. I, I think he, I lost so much respect for him when he started attacking President Obama, saying that he wasn't born here. So for me, to me, that kind of told the line because you were purposely being to me a bigot or inciting bigotry by going around saying that when um, even the even if they claim Hillary was the one that came up with it, why do you perpetuate that stereotype or that statement? Let Hillary's people look like bigots and fools for saying she's already was in trouble with saying the um but then I could come back at you and say well look at you know you wanted Hillary to win over over Trump well yes. she started the rumor so it's okay for and that's what I don't like about politics it's like okay well Trump said it so he's a bigot and he's a a-hole because he's you know playing this line that Obama ain't born here but oh Hillary oh she's for women and she's for well, they, the left and she's for this or she's for that, so it's oh, we'll just we'll just forget about that fact that she started this whole thing about Obama well, they, not let, being let, born let, here. Let me let me let me let me be clear. It's I mean, a it's, it's a rumor that not she particularly that someone uh, a staff member was supposed to have put that out, but they didn't run with it. 
he picked it up and ran with it. But again, there are there were bad things about her. Uh, she was a flawed candidate. I still think she was eminently qualified than this dude to run the country. I think people can't put their finger on anything legislatively that he's done other than this tax bill. I mean, people keep saying, oh, look at what the stock market has done. Well, let's remember, guys, stock market reached its highest peak that it had ever been at under Obama, and it's continued to exponentially climb under Trump. So, again, we're not going to worry about Wall Street. Wall Street is doing great. It's us little people that now have to start reaping the benefits of, of Wall Street doing well. But I, And you'd have to check the source on this, but uh, I had heard that the GDP has been up like 3% the last three, four quarters or something like that under Trump. And that never happened under the Obama administration. So, well, so if we're pumping out more tennis shoes and more pieces of plywood and more tree houses and more fish houses out of the factories, isn't that a good thing? Well, that's not, let's let's be clear. That's not true. And I, and I honestly heard. Uh, Oh, God, I can't think of the guy's name that broke it down. There's different ways that there's different type of GDPs that they looked at. So under Obama, the GDP had reached 3%. If you, it's, oh, gosh, I got to send it to you. If you use the liberal numbers. No, 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 no. It's the numbers <laughs> that all the economists that the, um, that the CBO and those people in Washington look at. Um, and I forget how he broke it down. Um, I'm sorry. I really forgot how he broke well, it we down. We can get that in the, in the new year. But yeah, and we will. And, and I think that, though, if if the country is going to do well, I'm I'm going to pray for the success of the country. I mean, I'm going to pray pray for the success of Trump as well because he's the somewhat leader of the free country. Okay, I might have to nominate you for preposterous statement. I'm glad I have that please. on tape. Yeah, ca please call Common right now. <laughs> please, I'm going to pray for Trump. Jamar Nelson, 2017, the last day of the year. Well, 2018 may not get here now. Well, what else, would, what else would I say? I'm looking at him on the monitor, and they're showing his year in review. So what else? I'd have to be nice. Man, Stan, I appreciate you, man. You've been a great producer, man. Thank can't you. wait to the next. It's I mean, been I, fun. I can't wait to the next week, anyway. It's like next year, next week. Yep. So I appreciate you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. You've been a great audience. Keep listening to Black Republican, Black Democrat, Twin Cities News Talk on TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com and our iHeartRadio station channels. Keep listening to this new, this network is full of great uh, 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 shows. Thank you, everybody.